Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're picking up, continuing a Mesechtas Erevin, Perek Zayin, Mishnah Yud, and Mishnah Yud Aleph. And we're continuing with the laws of making an Erev. Says the um, Mishnah, what food may one use for an Erev? Bechol Mariv Mishdatfin. With any food, a person can make an Erev, Tchum or Ashitoy Mavoiz. Except for salt and water, because these are foods that don't nourish, and therefore they have no significance. They're not significant regarding their, um, to be considered food, so one cannot make an air with salt or water. Um, then the Mishnah goes on and says, you're allowed to use um, everything, even if it's food that's partially eaten or broken, as in such as a half a loaf of bread. That's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, that you can use anything, including broken bread, but you're not allowed to use things that don't nourish, and that is water and salt. Rabbi Yeshua, says Rabbi Yeshua, that you can only make an air with something that's not only significant that it nourishes, but is a significant item, and therefore a, a, a loaf of bread that it has pieces broken off loses that sort of chashivas, that sort of significance, and one can't make an air with pieces of a bread, a broken pe- loaf. Avil Ma'afas saw, therefore he says, if someone were to bake a tremendous loaf of bread equal to 144 kibetzim, we're talking about a tremendous amount, again, the mission is exaggerating it to make a point, we prove aim or even bow, but there is a piece broken off of it, you can't make an Erech Hatzeres with it. Kikrib Isser, however, if you make a tiny loaf the size of a small Isser coin, which is really small, really tiny, and it's shalim, it's whole, one could make an air with it. Again, what we see here is this machlokus, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Eliezer says you can make an air with anything, as long as it's not salt and water, it has to be nourished, and that, that's what gives it significance, and Rabbi Eliezer, uh, excuse me, Rabbi Yeshua takes it a step further and says, no, it has to also be a significant item, and therefore, even if it's a ton of bread, but it's broken, that loses its set of, sort of chashivas, and therefore you can't make an air with it. The mission now goes on as follows, what if you don't want to, um, you don't want to, uh, Go ahead to purchase the air for yourself and go through the whole uh, ordeal of finding others in your courtyard who are going to then purchase portions of it from you in order to have a shared Erev. What can you do? So the Mishnah has a suggestion. What if a guy goes to the storekeeper? I go up to the storekeeper. I say, Mr. Storekeeper, here is $5. When everyone else comes along to purchase their bread, give them the $5 off because I purchased really $5 of it. And therefore, we jointly now own that piece of bread. Again, if I go to the storekeeper and I say, when you sell uh, my neighbor his loaf, I want to own part of it. Here's $5 towards it. So does that work? So our mission is now going to say as follows. Normal, well, it's mima chlokas. You see, because normally, in terms of acquiring something, it's not the money that acquires an item, but rather it's the kinyan. It's it's making some sort of acquisitions, picking the item up, doing a hagba, pushing it, doing a mishicha. There are various modes of kinyanim, of acquisitions that take place. One of them is not money. However, the first position of our mission is that when it comes to Erev, the Chazal were lenient, and they allow someone to acquire an item with money. Therefore, if a person goes to the storekeeper and says, here's $5, and I want to acquire part of the loaf you're selling to my neighbor, it does in fact work. The person can give a, uh, a mayo, it's a small amount of money, to the grocer or the baker, so that when the other residents of the court come to buy their food, this person, number one, will have purchased part of that food, so now they jointly own it, and they can have a shared Erev. It's the word position of Rabbi Eliezer because the rabbis wanted people to have Erevin and therefore they had they waived the need, the necessity to make an actual Kenyan and allowed you to just give money. 
No, we don't have a special dispensation leniency here, and therefore the only way to actually move it is, excuse me, the only way to actually acquire it is if you're to move the item. So merely giving money to the owner of the store and saying, when so-and-so comes along and purchases an item, I want to now own part of that loaf is not going to be sufficient. However, Chazal, the sages were, uh, did admit that if you go to someone, if I go to someone else and I say to someone else, I go to, if Reuben goes to Shimon and says to Shimon, here's money, go ahead and purchase an item on my behalf or go ahead and purchase an, or, uh, uh, purchase an item so that I can, um, I can have part of it, therefore I can now, I can be part of the Erev that does work. And they may ask, but there's no, there's no Kenyan taking place here. There's no Kenyan taking place here. There's no. I just gave uh, Reuben just gave Shimon money, and the answer is that when Reuben gives Shimon money, but Shimon's not a storekeeper. What's implied is it's not that he's saying acquire something on my behalf, as much as he's saying you're you're my shliach, you're my agent to acquire, and therefore the Kenyan that the agent does that works for Reuben. Then the Mishnah says, What's the reason here? So now the Mishnah again, it's a little cryptic. The Mishnah is leaving out a crucial part, and that is you might think. That let's say if I Yossi cats, I go to the storekeeper, I say, uh, uh, Chaim storekeeper, here's five dollars, go acquire and go go make it that when Shimon comes to acquire my neighbor Shimon comes to acquire his item, that I will own five dollars worth of it so that we can um have a joint Arif. Our mission told us according to the Chazal, since I never made a Kenyan, therefore it doesn't work. It's not a it's not I don't acquire any of the I don't acquire any of the item. So now our mission again, it's cryptic, the commission leaves out. What if the nice storekeeper says, you know what, I recognize that Yossi Katz is not going to join this Erev because he didn't make a Kenyan, so I will do it on his behalf. I will basically, I will use, I will take the money, accept the money as a service fee, and I will acquire, therefore, the food on his behalf, says our Mishnah. That too does not work. Why doesn't it work? Again, the Kenyan's being done, and he's doing it on my behalf. Because a person can only make an Erev for someone when... It's, the person has knowledge that it's being done. The storekeeper can only make an error on my behalf if he know if I know he's doing it on my behalf. He can't acquire an error from me if I don't have the knowledge that he's doing so. Yehuda disagrees. I'm Yehuda. No, that's only when it comes to erev tchumim. When it comes to erev tchumim, there has to be um, a clear acknowledgement that I want you to make the error for me. And why is that? Because and this actually came up previously that in general, the principle is that I can't, you can only acquire something on someone else's behalf, when it's for their benefit. But when he, makes a, when he extends a tchum from me, what he's doing is he's, he's allowing me to walk an additional 2,000 amos north, but he's now restricting me from walking south. So it's not necessarily going to be good for me. And therefore, if I don't give him permission, he can't do it on my behalf. However, when it comes to where there's a clear benefit, now I can carry out of my house... Then the person can, in fact, serve as the um, and make an error of even without my knowledge because it's he's acquiring something on my behalf, which is good for me. Because we allow someone to acquire something for someone's benefit without their consent, but not do something that's a disadvantage to the person without their consent. I wish you all a wonderful day.